Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, here with the always lovely Kimberly Rose. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Ed. <laughs> you are always super welcome and always deserving. Uh, she is the best host ever. Uh, I think that'll even be called out today. Uh, I have this feeling I'm going to dominate this conversation today, and you're either going to kick me a lot uh, or find ways to interact. Uh, I'm sure it'll all work out at the very end. Yeah, I mean, I usually am able to get my <laughs> two words in yeah, right. <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> well, I'm going to be mindful of it as well, and I'm again, I, I'm sure it'll all work out. But today's topic is going to be about CBD as it relates to muscle recovery, muscle relaxation, which extends both to athletes as well as injuries, and even disease functions. Yeah. And so we'd pour through some of the studies, and we had just recently became very aware of how many studies that are out now regarding cannabidiol, CBD products, related against all kinds of issues related with health and disease. The, the studies are really starting to pick up. Yeah. Lots of them. Lots of 2019, 2020 studies. They're in-depth. They're peer-reviewed. It's really exactly what I would hoped it would have gotten to. Yeah, I, th I think it's extremely exciting <clears throat> that people in the, that world... Have embraced it, huh? Have embraced it yeah. and are actually trying to investigate yeah. and, and see all the wonderful benefits. Yeah, and, and I think they had to. Because we're all just looking at them going, what, what, what's up? Right. You know, you're going to have to study this. Find a way around all the obstacles and let's get it done. So here we are. Now, we thought between the two of us, uh, there were two reasons for selecting this topic today. Uh, and first one was the conditions brought on by COVID. You know, isolation, stress, and even decreased uh, mobility. Well, yeah. I mean, we're we're all stuck at home. We're stuck at home, right? Um, and then stress has implications on muscle tension and and anxiety, and uh, yeah. So, uh, so isolation, all that came into play. Yeah. Uh, for wanting to have this topic today, as well as a happier thought, spring's coming. Mm -hmm. Usually triggers everybody to say, "Hey, let's get some workouts in." Uh, well, because soon it's going to get warm and we're going to be outside. Yeah, I would hope that everybody still did that New Year's resolution where I'm going to eat better, work out more. Um, hopefully someday I'll be able to get back into a bathing suit. So let's all <laughs> right. work on that. <laughs> and and it, it might be even a little bit more this year because I think a lot of people uh, found that COVID added a few extra pounds. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, us too. And that leads me to a story. Uh, we found uh, peak nutrition uh which is a nutrition company here in arizona uh we, we had this interesting challenge we did at the office uh where we kind of competed with each other to get a good fitness regimen that had some goals attached to it uh and then also an accountability piece 
And so we kind of handed that whole project over to Peak Nutrition, and they've done an exceptionally great job. We've been at it for about eight weeks now. Uh, they've been guiding us through the entire process, but I just thought it was funny. We show up there every Friday. And, you know, the stakes are pretty high. It's cash. You know, the loser, you know, has got to pony up some coin. Uh, but this is how we ran across these guys. And and why do I share that is because we're going to do a lot of clinical reviews uh, regarding this topic. But we're also going to bring in a professional called Sean Lena, who is an NAC. NASM certified nutrition coach. He's also a former collegiate baseball player, professionally competed in bodybuilding, and now is the head coach at Peak Nutrition. So he's going to chime in at the second half of today's show and hopefully connect a lot of the dots from somebody who is very good in this area. Great. Yeah. So, but you know, in the meantime, we're going to start out first by going through some some uh, some reviews, some studies uh, that we uh, were able to get our hands on. Yes, Yay, there's a lot. my favorite thing to do. <laughs> there's a lot again. CBD as a muscle relaxant. Yeah. Now, there has been plenty of research on this. Well accepted. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's understood that when muscles contract, it is due to chemical messaging inside of your body, you know, originating from your central nervous system mm-hmm. and going to the muscle and forcing it to contract. So endocannabinoids have been shown, and by the way, remember, an endocannabinoid are cannabinoids you already have inside of you. Endo meaning inside the human body. Endocannabinoids were designed to modulate the signaling mm-hmm. between uh, the muscles and, and, and neurotransmitters. And so in absence of endocannabinoids, there's nothing to slow down this excessive chemical tr- uh, signaling, and it causes muscles to contract continuously. Bam, here comes CBD. CBD is a phytocannabinoid, again, capable of triggering those same neurotransmitters. Uh-huh. And by doing that, directly aids in the slowing down of the flow of these chemical messengers, messengers, resulting in both muscle relaxation, muscle relaxation, and reducing the spasticity of those muscles. Okay, so so when you work out in the next day, you have that all that extreme pain in your muscles. <laughs> Sometimes the, not extreme, but different parts of that. Absolutely, yeah. but right now we're just going to be we're just going to talk about those spasms oh, okay. and contractions. Okay, so okay. S- a cramp or a spasm. Correct. Those okay. are all very similar mm-hmm. and commonly treated with you know pharmaceutical muscle relaxers. Right. And so this is why CBD is getting some front stage clinical research. Yeah, that's There's great. Lo- lots of lots of side effects uh, are attached to those muscle relaxers. Muscle relaxers. Are, they and have, we have some info on that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. they're they're not great. Yeah. Um, how about CBD and chronic chronic stress? Because again, more science suggests additionally that muscle rigidity and tension, as well as spasticity, can be a result of chronic stress or even overwork. Oh. And we already know that CBD shows, uh, uh, it shows that is very capable in reducing 
uh, the our our anxieties, right? As it is anti anti anxiety <laughs> properties. Yes. So in itself, creating huge health benefits. Uh, so CBD for stress also has an impact on muscle rigidity and tension. Okay, I didn't know that. Let's go to uh, Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Now it's odd that we would pull this report and present it today, uh, but it does make sense and uh, we'll go through it and then and you'll see. So the report was pretty proud that they were able to, for the first time, and this is a very recent report, show the potential for some, what they call, non-euphoric phytocannabinoids. What they mean is CBD. Yeah. To potentially counteract at least three of the pathological features of DMD, which is Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Okay, impaired myoblast and satellite cell differentiation. So these are cells that change. Uh -huh. So in your body, as a cell is needed for one thing, certain cells have the ability to alter themselves and do this other job. Well, between those, those cell differentiations and unresolved inflammation and defective autophagy, which are cells removing dysfunctional components when they're not working. Well, these findings were mostly with animals, but they were aimed specifically at assessing the clinical potential of CBD and CBDV as in add-on therapy therapies against this type or other types of muscular dystrophy. Now, why do we choose this? Because the biggest issue with, with this Muscular dystrophy is weakness or loss of muscle mass. Ah, uh, okay. So that is likely going to expand even further mm -hmm. since the rest of the studies you'll see are all going to talk about those, those surfacey type of solutions that CBD provides for muscle relaxation and recovery, where this study is going into something much more deep, deeper into the muscle itself. It, it's, it's going in and looking at the cells and how CBD influences Correct. the cells. Right. So I just wanted to surface that because, again, I see this just gaining speed yeah. over the next year. Yeah, and it's so sad to see those people because they usually end up in a wheelchair. Rough, yeah. yeah. And it's nice to see that there's a possible add-on therapy. Yeah. Right. So, and this one having less side effects, and that might give them the opportunity to increase uh, other opportunities. Some strength. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now let's go into uh, cannabidiol for sports performance. Now this was a narrative clinical review of relevant evidence. Okay, that was the type of document this was. Again, I'll say a narrative clinical review of relevant evidence. Now, this was done by the University of Sydney at the Faculty of Science and School of Psychology. And this was in August 2020. Oh, good, Very good. Very recent. All right, and I've got about eight or nine different areas that they suffered, that they uh, reviewed and or studied. Mm -hmm. And here we go, let's get through these. Exercise-induced muscle damage. There is actually an uh, acronym for this, E-I-M-D. Exercise-induced muscle damage. 
All right, so this normally being uh, muscle function, soreness, and, and even possibly energy, in, uh, injury. Okay, now EIMD impairs muscle function and initiates an inflammatory response. So again, as you are doing stuff like a workout or thumping, your design is to break. cause damage, break down the muscle tissue, yeah. and then it needs to repair itself. That's what it's talking about. There's also another term that's commonly used out there, delayed onset muscle soreness or DOMS, D-O-M-S. Again, these are all, once you understand what they are, oh yeah, I know exactly what that is. Mm -hmm. Okay, exercise, particularly when strenuous and unfamiliar, you know, when you do a new type of exercise? Yes. And or involving an eccentric component can cause ultra-structural damage to skeletal muscle myofibrils which, by the way, are just muscle fibers, and the surrounding extracellular matrix. Okay, so that is at the point where they were then applying CBD and finding the results. And they suggested while inflammation is integral to, integral to the EIMD repair, regeneration, and adaptation, Excessive inflammation may contribute to prolonged muscle soreness and, hear this, delayed functional recovery. So excessive inflammation. Yeah. That, right. I mean, that, yep. that is where your, your pain lasts for more than Yes, right. So the excessive you... inflammation can trigger prolonged pain. Right. And longer recoveries. Okay. Now, today's common treatment is a prescription drug like benzodiazepine. Now, these have side effects. Mm -hmm. So you can probably already understand why CBD is getting front and center here as well. Yeah. In preclinical models of acute inflammation, CBD has been reported to attenuate, which means reduce, immune cell, ac immune cell accumulation, stimulate production of anti-inflammatory cytokines and inhibit production of pro-inflammatory cytokines. All that means to say is clinical studies have shown that CBD can reduce inflammation. Yeah. All right. Human trials also suggest that, interesting, ibuprofen may not influence EIMD, inflammation or soreness. Thus, if CBD exerts its efforts via similar mechanisms, it could possibly attenuate or affect the benefits of training without influencing muscle function. Okay. All right. Now, that was, again, this was just a review of already clinical relevant studies. Yeah. And they're not saying in those studies how the CBD was in, in, administered. Is on it topical? All of these, Is it? Yes. On all of these, they do. Now, this was this was easily another 18-page document. Oh, So I, I couldn't get all that information in and squeeze it into this short period right. of time. So. so you don't know if it was tincture or topical? Correct. Yeah. I do not. Okay. Great question. Yeah. All right. All right. So just CBD in general for today. Mm -hmm. How about uh, neuroprotective? Now, when they talk about neuroprotective, they're talking about concussions and subconcussions. And they even cite in the beginning, recent estimates suggest that 6 to 36% high school and collegiate athletes in the USA have experienced more than one concussion, yeah. potentially predisposing them to long-term neurodegenerative disease. Yikes. And yeah. I know it's a big thing. We watched our teenage boys. Yeah, they're 
they're big on concussions now. Yeah, football's I mean, observing no, them, and yeah, yeah no but joke. they're still getting them. Mm-hmm. But at least they're aware. Uh, concussion is a distinct form of mild traumatic brain injury. So while the primary injury may not be treatable, interventions that attenuate or affect secondary sequelae, which is after effects, are likely to be beneficial. So here comes CBD. CBD appears to be neuroprotective. Mm -hmm. Thus, chronic CBD treatment may be more effective than acute intervention. So, yeah, CBD treatment may be the no no, um, side effect way of actually intervening with concussion and subconcussions as opposed to, hey, just go over there and sit down. Hey, don't do anything for the next week. Hey, that kind of intervention. Right. All right, all right. So, but they do suggest at the end of this study the the precise mechanism or mechanisms underpinning this neuroprotective effect of CBD are not completely understood but may involve decreased inflammation, oxidative stress, and exotoxicity and increased neurogenesis. So that's the subject, that's the areas in which they believe, but it has not been completely understood. Okay. All right. <laughs> How about nociceptive and neuropathic pain? I did not know there was two types of pains, but here we go. Persistent pain is common in athletes. We all know this. Yeah. Well, nociceptive pain, which includes inflammatory pain, it's that pain when you do a workout, you do squats after not doing them for a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Typically occurs when tissue damage, uh, whereas, you know, that's, uh, that's what that went, whereas neuropathic pain, uh, neuro, neuropathic pain typically results from a lesion or disease. Yeah, right. I mean, I think, yeah, neuropathy has got to be completely different than... Yeah. Well, yeah, neuro, 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 uh, neuropathic pain is, neuropathy is one of those. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, so clinical trials investigating the combined effects of CBD and Delta-9 THC, which means uh, they're going to suggest a full spectrum would be better at treating chronic pain, mm-hmm. have yielded promising initial results. All right. (laughs) Despite some methodological inconsistencies, most preclinical studies appear to have observed a significant effect of CBD, albeit somewhat less pronounced than the effect of CBD by itself. So, again, they're suggesting that most of the effects towards pain, they're having more success and the clinical outcomes with the combination of CBD and and Delta-9 THC. Uh, They also suggested that low doses of CBD do not consistently attenuate pain. Now, low doses being half a milligram per kilogram, so this is a CBD only. What that would mean is, for me, about 40 milligrams of CBD. Okay, of an isolate CBD. And a daily dose, correct. They're suggesting that that does not consistently attenuate pain. And then their last in is they did observe the bell curve results with CBD alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, bell curve results for, for all, all of those who don't remember, the more you use does not translate to the more performance. 
So when CBD is used by itself, it has been shown to have a bell curve effect. It means uh, as you give it more, the effect starts to, to decline. So it has a peak, and then it starts to decline as you add more. Right, which means yet you're just going to keep adding more. But you, are you going to stop getting relief Correct. completely? Yeah. So okay. the top of the bell curve is at some point, which is different for everybody. Yeah. And as you keep adding CBD to your body, uh, the effects decline. Now, remember, I so the bell curve study only applies to CBD isolate. That's a CBD molecule by itself. Right. That study does not apply to a full or a broad spectrum. That means a, a CBD product that uses the entire plant. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Let's keep going. How about exercise-induced gastrointestinal damage? They call it, yeah, GI. Induced gastrointestinal damage. Why did this show up? Well, I had to read a little bit. <laughs> While strenuous exercises increases blood supply to the active skeletal muscle, cardiopulmonary system, skin, and other organs and tissues, including the GI tract, experience reduced oxygen and nutrient delivery. So again, muscles hogging up all the uh, all the uh, blood flow and oxygen. Right. The rest of these are getting starved. So how is CBD? A going to get in there? <laughs> what? <laughs> so these are the wonderful questions I like getting from you. All right. Yeah. If exercise is prolonged, what they mean is greater than 40 minutes, uh -huh. this GI, uh, what they call ischemia, which is inadequate blood supply, as well as the inflammation and oxidative stress that accompanies reperfusion, which is the cellular dysfunction from restoration of blood flow. So when blood flow is pulled from an organ or an a organ. tissue, uh -huh. and then rushes back out to it. Well, there's a there's a dysfunction that can happen. Oh. Uh, and I'm sorry. Yeah. So I remember I have to dig out all these terms for my own understanding. Yeah. Can compromise the outer layer integrity of your muscles or whatever this oh. issue is. Such effects may negatively influence exercise performance and post-exercise recovery due due to GI distress. Is that helping? Am I getting there? CBD has demonstrated some effects that may be relevant to the management of exercise-induced GI damage. Benefits have generally been attributed to its reported antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects. Of course, it's important to recognize that the evidence to support a therapeutic effect of CBD on GI damage in humans is currently lacking. Yeah. And then another call, another plea for more clinical studies here. While CBD could potentially attenuate exercise-induced GI damage, it is important to note that other anti-inflammatory agents such as NSAIDs, ibuprofen, have been reported to exacerbate exercise-induced GI damage and impair gut barrier functions. Well, so that would make sense. A panel of review specialists, you know, just out loud saying NSIDs are not the right solution for this, but we all take them for this very specific thing. Uh, so, if you had, are you saying you have a, like a, 
a gut pain, or, or is that your symptom? You have a pain? No, I don't or know you... if this is uh, if the pain is always present. Oh, and it, and I apologize. I did not speak to that either. Okay, but I I don't know if it's always present. Yes, I would I would imagine it would be triggered, and you would have pain, but. Not always. Okay, I'm going to bunch through a bunch of these because if I don't get through these, I was going to say you're I'm not even. To, I'm going <laughs> to drag Sean through these these types of. Uh, Please don't do reviews. that. Let's have fun with Sean. Right. All right. So then we go to bone health. Uh, bone health uh, also impact high impact exercise. Bone health was really important. A small number of clinical studies have investigated the effects of CBD on bone structure and function, while most have used animal models that are limited in their direct relevance to sport, one investigation did report that CBD improved the healing of femoral fractures. Okay, I'm going to move to another one, cardiovascular and metabolic functions. A number of studies have measured cardiovascular responses to CBD in humans, and overall it appears that the resting heart weight was unaffected. However, some evidence does suggest that CBD reduces the resting uh, systolic blood pressure, which we all know we want that reduced because that triggers uh, poor heart health. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. I'll go through a couple of them. It also says preclinical studies have likewise shown that CBD influences vascular function. And anybody who starts getting ultra-competitive knows how important that is. Right. One final observation to note is that some initial data suggests CBD might influence mitochondrial functions. Such effects could have an implication on energy metabolism during exercise. Ding, ding, ding. Right. I think Sean's going to speak to that because he made some pretty impactful statements to me on why energy drinks are so abundant these days. But anyway, I'm going to keep moving. Oh, so people are doing the energy drink before a workout to, to keep the, the yeah. sustainability going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how about dietary intake and feeding? Wow, I, I, that's an interesting study, I thought. An inadequate intake of energy and nutrition is essential to supporting optimal athletic training, recovery, and performance. So I'm just going to speed down to it. So they've determined that combinations of both CBD and THC can influence your dietary behavior. Yes. Boom. Moving on to the next subject. Right. Illness and infection. Interesting enough, they suggested that some research says that athletes experience a decrease in immunity and are at increased risk of de- developing acute illnesses, particularly upper respiratory tract infections during periods of heavy training and competition. Wow. I now, didn't we know are, that. We, I didn't think about it either, but it does make sense. You're depriving yourself of all kinds of things. Yes. And your sure. immune has to still be equally responsive, much like somebody's doing nothing all day. But, well, and we already know that CBD has the ability to enhance your immune response. And it also suggests that CBD de- demonstrated antimicrobial activity. Mm-hmm. All right. Going to keep going. Sports performance anxiety. Yes, CBD has been known. I'm just going to push through this one a little bit faster. CBD yeah. has been known to help with any anxiety issues, including sports performance anxiety, which is acronymed SPA. How about sleep and ag- adequate sleep for those, again, ultra-athletes? Sleep is a huge 
need and concern. But if you're all hyped up from evening workouts or late competitions or flying around the world to meet, this becomes a big problem and CBD has demonstrated to be able to help with no side effects. Mm -hmm. There's cognitive and psychomotor functions of uh, which, I don't know, we might have John call in on these. He might uh, know a little bit more. Uh, I'm about halfway through today's show, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop here. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to invite Sean to the show, and we're going to get his take on this topic. Great. All right. Yes, yeah, sounds great. Listeners, stay tuned. I'm sure you're going to want to hear all of this. A so, discussion. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back are you finding your frequency it can be described as that space between failure and success it's the future of digital media it's finding your voice it's engaging topics content and ideas jeff and ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects it's about making the mistakes taking the chances summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, hey, welcome back, listeners. We are here again talking about CBD and muscles. Favorite topic. And now you get a chance to hear from the real professional, Sean Lena, who is with Peak. And one of the things that really caught our attention is I asked Sean, Sean, tell me about the position that you and Peak Nutrition take on this subject. And he said, you know, we understand the importance of muscle recovery when it comes to fitness goals. Whether losing fat, building muscle, or just leading a healthy lifestyle, recovery is essential to proper body function. And it's all too often the foundational idea 
of muscle recovery is overlooked, resulting in physical and mental stress on the body. Mental and physical fatigue is becoming more common in individuals, and this is why we are seeing, and as I had shared with you earlier, Kim, the overuse of stimulants, energy drinks, and pre-workout drinks, etc. Rather than covering up these issues, with short-term solutions, focusing on the source of the issue will create much better long-term solutions. So when they shared that with me, I went, yeah, this is, this, this is what our listeners want to hear. Definitely. Yeah. So, Sean, thank you very much for yes, contributing today. We appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. And yeah, spot on. It's, uh, you know, just going back to it, is muscle recovery is so important to everything that we do. Uh, and so when we really focus on taking care of that stuff first. Um, we can eliminate so many other things that we kind of, like I said, use to cover up these issues. Yeah, even even myself, I don't think I ever really sat down and focused on recovery, Sean, so I have a feeling this is most people. Yeah, most people focus on the fun stuff, right? The pre-workouts, <laughs> the stuff that you can feel, um, the stuff that's going to get them immediate results. And so you don't necessarily feel that recovery process happen uh, until, you know, maybe a day or two later. And so we focus on that instant gratification or rather than focusing on the long-term effects of what recovery can actually do for you. That makes so much sense. And I would imagine athletes at some point, they turn the corner on this, don't they? They realize how important this is, I would imagine. Yeah, and, you know, I wish I would have realized it a little bit sooner because I, I played college baseball myself and so... You know, I was in the same boat as everybody else, pumping myself full of ibuprofens and pre-workouts and things that would just get me going, um, as opposed to, you know, making sure that I was recovering properly and focusing on muscle repair and things like that. Uh, Not as, uh, you know, you'd focus on the prevention side of it, but also the recovery aspect too. So it's just so important, especially for athletes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Model of efficiency is what it sounds like. (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean... You know, you want to do the most efficient thing for your body so that you can recover, and especially high-performance athletes or anybody really in general, you want to do things effectively, right? Yeah. You want to make sure that you're doing things the most efficient way possible and not waste your time with things that won't be as effective for you. Yeah, and our general audience is probably just the normal Joe. And so which mm-hmm. which of some of these topics uh, around recovery uh, would they benefit the most from hearing from you? Well, I, you know, I think a lot of this stuff is important for, for everyone. Uh, you know, a lot of the things that we talk about with exercise-induced muscle damage, right? Yep. You guys are working out, whether it's, you know, going to the gym, whether you're going running, cycling, whether you're playing recreational sports. You know, at the end of the day, what you're doing is you're tearing that muscle tissue yep. in some form. Uh, and so I think everybody can benefit, you know, from a little bit more information on, you know, what actually happens when we work out when we go running, what actually happens to the muscle and um, how that can affect, you know, the rest of your day and days to come, things like that. So, um, and, you know, talking about sleep and all this stuff, all the, uh, you touched on cortisol levels, everything ties into that recovery process. Have, have you had any, uh, any science that suggests uh, the controlling cortisol? I, I've heard some discussions yeah. of it. Yeah, so, so cortisol, um, to break it down, it, it comes from your adrenal gland, right? So 
your adrenal gland produces this cortisol, and it's triggered by the response from it, any type of stimulant, right? It's, okay. it's your stress hormone. So whether that could come from a physical stress like working out or it could come from an emotional stress like, uh, y- y- you know, some, some fear that has come up. Yeah. And your body doesn't really know how to regulate what's good stress, what's bad stress. It just produces that cortisol. Um, and so, you know, there are things that you can take to reduce that, that cortisol, that stress level, but you want to make sure that your adrenal glands are functioning properly too, because that's where it all stems from. Interesting. Okay. Is there a, so, yes. No, what I was going to say was, you know, when you have that, uh, stimulant, let's say a pre-workout or a, uh, an energy drink or something like that, uh, what you're doing is you're producing cortisol. And so, Things like uh, CBD, for instance, uh, to reduce that cortisol level, to reduce that response, uh, is very, very beneficial for so many different things. I'll be darned. Thanks for that clarity. I, both Kim and I are looking at, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I don't even think I knew that. What, what, would yeah. you, what would you have to contribute about inflammation? So uh, what inflammation happens, so, you know, Whatever you're doing, you're putting stress on those muscles. And so what happens is you're creating muscle tear. Uh, and the body's response to that is to rush blood to those whatever, whatever target area it is. And so when that happens, you're rushing all the essential nutrients, proteins, amino acids to those muscles. And that's how your body starts to recover. So that inflammation is good in the short term. But what you want to do is you want to speed up that recovery process as soon as possible so that way you can start developing that muscle tissue again to where you're either rebuilding uh, with muscle strength, muscle growth, or reduction of body fat. You know, and that's, and that's perfectly said. I, I, don't, I, don't, I think you did not hear the part where we talked about EIMD repair, but it did suggest inflammation may contribute to prolonged muscle soreness and delayed functional recovery. So they said, the, the clinical reviewers said the exact same thing. Short inflammation, okay. Prolonged inflammation, not good. Yep, exactly. Because um, you're, you're having that blood rushing to the muscles where it could be utilized elsewhere as well. Oh, yes, and clinical studies also address that too. Uh, the needs of blood in lots of different places that can affect recovery, including your digestive tract, which really surprised me. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we talk about that, that gastrointestinal damage and, and gut health. Gut health is so important for uh, the delivering of micronutrients and how your body breaks down food and um, when you have that type of damage, and a lot of people experience this with, you know, bloat and indigestion, and um, you're not able to get those micro and macronutrients that actually are what helps you with your body's function. Um, and so having that gut health is super, super important for, for anybody. Do you find that you have to consult a lot of your clients in that direction, gut health? A, a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, what happens is we don't focus on those those that micronutrient intake, whether it be micro, uh, whether it be through a multivitamin or not getting enough fruits and vegetables, or you know, there's so much stuff that we put in our bodies on a daily basis that can affect that that gut health. Yeah. Um, and so that's a very very common theme, um, especially with people that are coming down trying to lose body fat and stuff like that. 
um, gut health bloat is one of the biggest things that we do see on a daily basis. Oh, I, I watched you make an impact on one of our executives in the office, Kate. I watched, I watched it, and it was perfect. <laughs> and you were so spot on yeah. because he turned it around inside of seven days. Right, exactly. Once you can start that, your, your body is now able to function uh, properly and break down the foods that you're giving it, uh, and it has a place to go. Yeah. And so what happens is you just have this, you just have this food and these micro and macronutrients that are just sitting in your body and uh, you have the deficiencies in your gut health. It's not able to break it down efficiently. And so your body has no place to transport it. Yeah. I, you know, when you talk, it, it sounds so much like us is that your body has so much potential. It is so capable. Of course. And most just don't know uh, or the environment and today, the social environment today makes it so easy just to look the other way. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think there's just so much information out there. Uh, what's good, bad? What's a good diet? What's a bad diet? Oh, yeah. Uh, what's a good supplement to take? It's just there's so much out there. Um, and what it comes down to is like the basic information. Um, making sure you focus on your uh, your gut health, getting enough micro and macronutrients, and then you know, make sure that you're recovering properly and all these other issues, these imbalances are taken care of. Yeah. Um, how, about a, how about a bigger, broader question? I know that when we started off today's show, we said the timing was based on two factors. One is we know you've been in isolation because of COVID. We know COVID may have had some additional stresses on you, maybe loss of mobility. But we also know that spring mm-hmm. is right around the corner, and this is when t- people get an extra motivation to start a workout campaign. And before, is, there, is there tricks right before... You, you actually initiate a workout campaign, and then maybe just a few things on what to do those, that first week. Is that something you could share with our audience today? Yeah. So the, the first thing you want to obviously do is set a goal of what you want to try to accomplish, right? It has to be something that's realistic. It has to be something that uh, you feel like you can uh, achieve. It has to be obviously challenging, uh, but you want to make sure that it's something that's realistic that you want to hit. Yep. Um, then what I would encourage is, you know, develop some type of plan. I don't care what diet it is. The most consistent diet, the best diet out there is one you can stay consistent with. And so, you know, I don't even like to call them diets. They're meal plans that you can follow. Um, but then you got to focus on the basic stuff, right? Making sure that you're uh, taking a good quality multivitamin, making sure that you have a plan for recovery, whatever that looks like, and then getting enough sleep. Um, most people, they run, uh, run themselves into the ground and they burn the candle at both ends, uh, and they're getting four to five hours of sleep, maybe. Um, and there's plenty of studies out there that show that even, uh, one night of poor sleep can affect metabolism and fat storage. And, uh, again, those raising of cortisol levels. So super, super important that you set up a schedule that's going to be able to, be beneficial for you to take on that additional work because you're going to be burning more calories. You're going to be putting more stress on the body. You want to make sure that your body's ready to be able to handle that. All right. First of all, I really want to thank you for bringing out that sleep piece. I think we all take for, take that one for granted. I think I heard this, mm-hmm. a, pl- a plan that was around nutrition, one that was around this routine, and one that addressed this issue of sleep. Of course. Okay. 
All right, I was just summarizing for our listeners. Yeah. All right, what's next? Yeah, uh, the other thing is, obviously, if you are just starting out, you got to be realistic of what you can do, right? So uh, you got to be able to take a look at, do I need a trainer? Do I need a coach? Do I know what I'm doing? Uh, a, a solid game plan of what kind of workouts you're going to be doing uh, is going to be super important for you. Um, kind of going into the meal plans and things like that, your body needs a certain amount of calories in order to just perform essential function. Uh, and so when you do that, you want to make sure that you are actually eating enough calories. What I find is, you know, and this can tie into muscle recovery and repair too, is people don't eat enough food because we think less is better. Um, and that's just simply not the case because your body actually needs enough calories to just function as it is. Um, and so all too often we find ourselves uh, limiting our calories when we shouldn't be. Um, and so setting up something where you know exactly how many grams of protein, how many calories you should be eating every single day to set you up for success. Yes, and I think you, uh, your team shared with us uh, a metabo metabolic rate. Uh, it showed up yeah. on our weekly diagnosis. And as we gained in our, uh, our, our training and our athletic performances over the weeks, that number by itself was increasing. Uh, and I interpret it uh, as in I needed more fuel as that number kept increasing. Exactly. So what happens, your, your body needs protein. Uh, in order to function, and your body actually runs off of the gas is carbohydrates and fats. And so carbohydrates and fats are actually really good for you. Um, and then your body utilizes the protein to build lean muscle tissue. Um, it's good for your organs, your bones, everything in your body. Okay. And so we use that metabolic rate to determine how many calories your body is burning at rest. And then we can determine, based on your activity levels, how many calories you should be intaking the higher that number is, the more fuel you got to put back into your body. It's like driving a car, yeah. right? You got to put gas back in the tank. Otherwise, you're going to eventually run out of gas and you're not going to be able to drive that car anymore. Right. And, and, but, but people will hear this and they still can't connect the dot of, of the eating. The biggest thing is yeah. calories in, calories out. It's, think of it as energy in, yeah. energy out. Yeah. So the real easy thing to do is you know, you have to take a look at, okay, how much energy am I expending? And I have to put that amount back in, uh, in order to continue to perform properly. Right. So we're talking about cognitive function, um, things like sleep. If we don't get enough food, uh, or if we don't have enough mental clarity that can affect your, uh, sleep habits, it can affect your daily habits through their work. Um, what happens is you don't, you don't get enough food and then two thirty rolls around and you're feeling kind of tired and sluggish where your body's out of energy yep. and now you're going towards an energy drink and you're going to some, something else. And, um, and so work starts to suffer, whatever it is. Uh, and so, so we start to see performance cognitive function slip because we're not getting enough of that too. Yeah. Yes. Helpful. Very, very helpful. Um, now, now that we've gotten a plan and we're ready to start that first week, what are those pitfalls? You've, you've been watching a lot of clients go through this. What, what are those common pitfalls on their first week? The biggest thing is the consistency, right? So people start off, you have to start off with something that's going to make, uh, make you have a consistent effort. So one, you got to be excited to do it. Um, that's just the main thing you got to want to do it. So there has to be a, a reason why that's uh, pushing and, 
pushing you to go forward because what happens is a lot of people have that, I call it external motivation, whether it's, you know, someone else pushing them or uh, a motivational speech they watched on YouTube or something like that. Uh, but that stuff fades eventually. Uh, yeah. And so you have to have that internal motivation that comes from, uh, comes from within, whether it's, you know, you want to look good for a wedding or, you know, you, you want to, uh, you want to impress your spouse or something like that. It has to be an internal motivation. You want to be healthier for your kids. Yeah. Uh, so having that reason and remembering that is, is always super, super important. Um, and then the other thing is just when you have something, uh, when you have a plan that's just so complex, I feel like a lot of people get discouraged. Um, and so they do it for a couple of weeks. They realize it's kind of too hard for them, and then they, and then they quit. Oh, that's damn good. Um, and so finding something that you can stay consistent with, uh, starting off slow. Uh, I always say this, you know, you didn't gain 20 pounds in three years. Don't expect for it to come off in three weeks. Um, <laughs> or, you know, I get you it. didn't gain 20 pounds in three, three weeks. Yeah. Don't expect it to come off in three weeks. Yep. So you got to have a realistic time frame. So I think it's, it's a lot of it is comes down to mindset. And I, I think nobody wants to take their time in the very beginning. Everybody wants to run at it with a full head of steam. Well, you used to when of you course. were when you were young. You uh, could you were like, oh yeah, I just got to do this for a couple of days and that, and you know everything just bounces right back. But the older you get, that doesn't that doesn't <laughs> work anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, right, exactly. And everybody's body's completely different. What happens is we compare ourselves to what we see on TV or what we see with our friends, mm. and um, you have to compare yourself to where you're at in your uh, in your journey. So, did I get better than last week? Uh, or was I was I better today than I was yesterday? Uh, stop comparing ourselves to other people. Oh, that's such a nice statement, Sean. Yes. How, well, yeah. How did I do from yesterday? Much better place exactly. to focus attention at. Uh, what a great idea. Yeah, exactly. Because when we start comparing ourselves to other people, now we're talking about outside stressors, right? We're talking about getting worked up over something that we can't control, and that raises our cortisol levels, which <laughs> yeah. doesn't do well for our fat, uh, our fat production, our muscle production, that sort of thing. Son of a gun. Uh, that was a great tip there. A great tip. Yeah, focus in on how you improved from yesterday and not look outside. What a great idea. And I liked the start Definitely. slow because then you don't. So how many times have you, like, I'm going to work out, I'm going to start working out, and you go to the gym and you just, like, way overextend yourself and you you're mm-hmm. so sore that you're like oh I don't, I, I don't know I think I'm gonna wait like five days and then maybe I'll go back because that really hurt <laughs> right oh yeah, yeah right that's yeah exactly that's, that's hard that's hard to come back from so I like this to start slow <laughs> yeah and it's it's really what it comes down to is you want to do something that's going to be beneficial for your body in the long term right I can give you a solution to, to get there quickly, but it's not going to be safe for you and it's not going to be long-term. And what we really want to focus on is uh, long-term results and having long-term health versus short-term fixes because um, that's not going to be beneficial for you uh, in terms of your overall health. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, as, as we've gotten older, we've gotten wiser to that exact point is that, yeah, that, that short-term is very limiting. Very limiting mm-hmm. on what everything else you have going on in your life or what your potential could be, you know, doing short-term solutions like that tend to be very limiting. It's what I've come to find out. Yeah. And, and just the fact of the matter is you're, you know, the older you get, uh, 
the immune system weakens and you got to really make sure that you're preventing against, you know, things like illnesses and um, infections and diseases. And that just comes down to really focusing on the long term, that longevity of your, of your health. Yeah. Um, there's no short term fixes anymore because that stuff starts to, starts to increase as you get older. Now, let me go to another question I think our audience would be, and it's relative to our conversation today as we talk about muscle development, muscle recovery, and muscle, et cetera. Uh, what, what types of, so the, so the listeners are at home, they're getting ready to plan for their nutrition uh, as they launch into whatever their fitness is going to be. Uh, what types of food categories do they need to best support their muscle growth? or their muscle recoveries? Yeah, so biggest thing you want to take a look at, uh, well, there's really two types. Uh, two types of things that you can take a look at. One would be uh, whole foods. So this, I would recommend, you know, 98% of the time we should be eating whole foods. Okay. Um, things like proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. All three macronutrients are very, very important for hormone production, for muscle growth development, uh, and then, like I said, the carbohydrates for your energy. So all three of those are very, very important. And then if we're talking specifically about muscle growth, now we're talking about uh, in muscle repair, now we're talking about uh, post-workout stuff. So what am I taking post-workout to help speed up that recovery process? Um, we talk about all the things that you can take to be most beneficial for you. Uh, and you're putting all this stress on your body and you're working out, you're spending an hour, an hour and a half, two hours in the gym, why not give yourself everything that it needs in order to recover properly? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, things like post-workout glucose, which is just a high glycemic carbohydrate, it digests very, very quickly. Uh, it replenishes your glycogen levels that drop when you work out. Okay. Um, so that's the first thing your body looks to do. And then grabbing a protein isolate mixed with that post-workout carb is going to just speed up that muscle repair. Okay. So whole foods and then fast digesting carbohydrates and proteins would be like the building blocks for everything. All right. And I like that you simplified that. Thank you. The, um, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah that is, it was very helpful. I think we all just miss those pieces. And, and here's for our older, uh, our, our, our generation that is aging, uh, when you miss on these things, especially the recovery or supplying what those muscles need, you're actually putting yourself in a position of damage. Uh, damage around your knees, your lower backs, all these places that needed this support. And if you deny it, uh, another way that it could kick you out of this fitness regimen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think also I want our older generation to hear the, the importance of planning. You're capable of it. Uh, as, you've, as you've gotten older, you've gotten wiser. So go ahead and put this plan down first <laughs> instead of just jumping into the shorts and sneakers and off you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. You're never too young. You're never too old to right. accomplish something. Yes. So, uh, you know, whatever it is you're trying to do, sit down, develop a plan, go for it. All right. Now, Sean. I'm going to have to wrap things up, but man, I yes. really want to express the gratitude that we have that you were able to come onto the show and contribute in this way, because uh, I really do believe you are in line uh, with what our listeners like to hear, both you and That's Pete. awesome. Yeah, anything I can do to help, that's, that's the main goal. All right, that is excellent. So thank you, Sean. All right, and listeners. You're very welcome. 
Trust me, we are going to have uh, an interesting show next time because listeners have decided they want to hear about how CBD might have an impact on panic attacks. Right? Interesting. So, expect that that's what we're going to talk about the next time you hear from us. Also, I would like to thank our listeners for joining us today. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to reach out to us. So, this is a wrap for today's episode of the CBD Ed Show. And this is Ed. And this is Kim. Helping you with the future of health and medicine. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.